G'day champ. Welcome back to Erico Blueberry. It's an unassuming Destiny podcast. I don't know what that was. My name is Chilibin. It's Daddy's little pog champ, Mickey. Well, soon to be champ. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we put in some work this week towards the uh, the champ title. It's the final week of the season. It's the final week of Guardian Games. It is cram season. If you're anything like me, who has one or two titles they're trying to finish off before the season changes, uh, it's going to be a busy few days playing games yeah. uh, with my friends. And that's that's what we're here to talk about. It's what we do. Um, what's been happening? We uh, we played a bunch last night when we would usually record. It's a Thursday night. You, myself, Alex, went and started out with some sweaty gambit. Um, and I mean sweaty. We were... I think we got through six games. Um, just I to, think we won four of the six, too. Oh, at least. Um... We, yeah, we were f- full-on menace mode, just three stacking in there. Um, shout out to whoever ended up on our team, just tagging along for the ride. Uh, I, was, I was on my usual bullshit of like, you know, the, the restrictions are off. I'm not trying to complete triumphs anymore. I've got my gilded dredging. I'm just blowing up rooms with, with solar abilities and throwing hammers and uh, being a Bit of a scumbag bonk, bing, bing, bonk. on yeah, bit of a scumbag on invading or invaders with the uh, trusty friend Xenophage, um, and then we just ran the uh, what is this week's Guardian Games strike? It's Devil's Lair. I always forget Devil's the name Lair. of it. Um, and that was actually like weirdly fun to run that about four or five times back to back because it's not in the current Nightfall rotation. It's actually been a while since I've done it. Mm. Um, always forget how I always forget how long it is, and then you hit that outside section with the spider tank. And I'm like, oh, this is actually we're not even halfway yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was good. Just getting medals, dunking them, clearing triumphs, getting close to champ status. I am. I'm on my last triumph now, and I'm at it's the like platinum depositing medals triumph. I think I'm at like ninety two percent. So I can get that tonight, I think. The funny thing is I'm three away, but um, somehow I managed to do all the gilded triumphs before I did the non-gilding triumphs. So I feel like I'm going to hop champ and gilded champ like pretty much back to back. Yeah, pop champ. Like I accidentally did with Ghost Rider where I did all of the gilded ones. So yeah. I popped Ghost Rider and then it gilded immediately after and people in the server were like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> And it's just the way I did things. Yeah. It's, I've it, done it again. It's the way those event uh, titles work is that you can earn all of them at once. So you can gild it the first time you get it, which I think is weird. Um, but it's kind but of But I fun. mean, for, for something they give you three weeks to do, yeah. it's like, yeah, it makes sense. It's, yeah. it's quick. It's easy. Yeah. You've gone in here like a savage. I'm curious to see when we get to the next one, which will be... What's after Guardian Games? Solstice? Halloween. No. Is it? Three months from yeah. now? June, July, August, September, October. Yeah. June, July, August. It'll be f- Lost. Festival yeah. of the Lost, yeah. right? So, so when we get around to that, that'll be the like second time coming into it after it has a title. 
Um, so I wonder if it will be like the other ones where it's like you can guild this now and there's like four to six things you have to do or if it's more than that because of the way mm-hmm. that they let you guild it the first time around. Who knows? Who knows? It'll Not be me. interesting to see. Not me. I've I've still got this is the last week I get to run this bit of gear. Um, this week I've opted for straight out of Japan a double grapefruit 9% strong zero uh so we'll, we'll see we'll see how i go i've i finished work like let's see i was working from home i finished at like 4 30 in the afternoon i had one of the um a different flavor strong zero played a bunch of devil's lair again i was just like running that to to get more contender cards and shit done um so i've had a pr- pretty good afternoon <laughs> yeah I'm running on two monster energy drinks, two hours of sleep, and pure spite. Mm, that's like default, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I stayed up till midnight last night, and then ended up staying until three up until three a.m. accidentally, and then was like, "I guess I'll go to sleep now." And then up at five thirty. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um. <laughs> just made me feel sorry for you. I'm not sure. <laughs> Homies in different time zones, man. <laughs> We're in the same time zone right now. We're lined up. <laughs> oh, I jumped offline and started started yep. hanging out with other people. Yep, you do have other friends. That's fair. Um, <laughs> speaking of Guardian Games, we're going to do a week, th- like a midweek three catch up here in terms of like title and Taraxipos counts. Um, Lost Disturber. Yeah, we'll we'll check in next week after the event's wrapped up because no doubt we'll earn more. Um, I'm only collecting the title and I'm currently sitting at 30. I am collecting the title M Taraxipos Horse uh-huh. Disturber. Um, and oddly enough, I've dropped more of the Horse Disturber. Mm. So I have definitely dismantled a shitload of those. 47 Horse Disturbers. And 30 titles. Okay. Okay. So So we're about on par, I feel like. Yeah, if my if my suspicions are correct, just based purely off those numbers, uh, it looks like Taraxpos is dropping more. Yeah. Yeah, which 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 is fun. Like it seems like a, a neat scout rifle. Um excuse me. Um I've dropped so many of those because like when you do the gold and platinum chests uh, for the like weekly challenge part of Guardian Games, um, I think like you end up with three or four like master worked ones, which when you dismantle gives you a bunch of enhancement callers or or whatever. And this week I've had to like repeatedly pull armor out of my vault, master work it just to put like ascendant shards and enhancement prisms somewhere because I was full and they were going into the postmaster. I was like, I need to get these before I lose them. Um, this this event has been very good for like stocking up those resources. I think I've got like a thousand something enhancement cores now. It's very uh, silly. Me just being a natural resource hoarder though. <laughs> I hit the point where stuff goes to the postmaster. I'm like, well, guess it's gone forever. No. <laughs> Put it in the vault. I'm, I'm capped down on everything. How full is your vault though? Almost full. I've got to clean it out again. You have one character. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, hoarding. Holy <laughs> shit! 
I live uh, a minimalist lifestyle IRL. Destiny on the other end. Yeah, you gotta you gotta channel, Maximalist. Yeah, you gotta channel that that side of yourself somewhere, right? I own I own ten outfits IRL in Destiny. I own seven of the same cloak. Fuck. I need all those hero camo boots. I I don't think that you do. I do. What are you going to do with them? You've only got two feet. One pair wears out. Uh Uh-huh. That's not how this game works. Put the other pair on. This is not Zelda. There's no weapon durability here. Like IRL, if I really like a pair of shoes when they go on sale, I buy another pair of the same shoes and I keep them in the box in my cupboard so that when the first pair of shoes break. To be fair, I have done that with uh, various forms of like sports shoes I've had to buy over the years. It's like if I find one that is like, yeah, this is this fits me well and it like like does what I need it to do, I will immediately go and buy another pair just so that I can kind of rotate them and not like have one wear out and not have a pair that I can wear. Mine is more, I buy limited shoes. Mm. As you know, I really like ugly shoes. Yeah. Um, and, and then if they're not sold out and they go on sale, I'll then buy another pair because I'm worried if my favorite pair break, I won't have a replacement pair. Yeah. So like my favorite pair of palladium boots that I wore, Last time I came and visited you guys in Melbourne, the big chunky, I think I wore them when you guys were up here too. Yeah. The big chunky Palladium boots. They went on sale like four four or five weeks ago for 80 bucks. And I was like, I'll have two please. Yeah. Because I could get two for the price of one. And I was like, now I have three pairs. So if the first pair breaks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, there's part of me that wants to do that with like, um, to my favorite preferred brand of shoe is this brand vivo barefoot they're like barefoot minimalist shoes but they actually look like decent shoes they're not like weirdo foot freak kind of you look like you think too much about feet shoes they're like no these could just be Two boots or sneakers. Shoes. none of that it's like these look like regular shoes they just happen to be like a flat base and a wide toe box it's a whole thing i'll set up a different podcast for talking about those um <laughs> Dogcast where we talk about feet. The th- the thing I keep finding is like they'll bring out uh, stuff in Australia, and once it's gone, it's gone. Like they don't have just like standard shoes that they keep making. It's like every three months they kind of rotate their models. And I I there was this one pair that were like straight up the comfiest shits I've ever worn, and I wish I'd bought a whole fucking grip of them but i just didn't and then the ones i had wore out you cannot get them anymore the problem is they're like minimum 250 dollars a pair so like the idea of buying more than one of them at once is crazy to me i do the same thing also actually i just realized with like band t-shirts because a lot of the bands i follow now are leaning more towards streetwear than here's a t-shirt with our name across it in big letters and a picture of the band. It's yeah. more like referential band shirts, so they'll yeah. reference something. I want some shit that looks um, like the cover of a and d book, but it is a band shirt. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, with bands like Lorna Shaw, where their stuff leans more streetwear, but they also make really sick designs, sometimes I'll get two of the same shirt because mm. I'm like, if I ruin this shirt or the shirt falls apart, 
I want to have, because this shirt is sick and I love it so much and I know I'm going to wear the shit out of it. I'm going to yeah. wear it a lot until it falls apart. So I do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's, that's, none of that's about destiny. Some of it was. Palladium <laughs> boots. Um, where are we up to? Guardian Games finishes this week. Hoarding the title. Hoarding, yes. Uh, so yes, also ending this week is this season. Uh, and then shortly after that, we're getting season of the deep. We've had some more information. Nine teasers. second teaser of Sloan saying, Hey, come to my ocean. Yeah. Also, I, I don't remember how, how like forward this was when Sloan was still in the game, but she refers to herself as deputy commander Sloan. Um, which is interesting given the passing of Lance Reddick. I don't know if I don't like, I don't know where we are in terms of like content that was planned prior to him passing. If this uh, is like anything that they might've had recorded recently to be like, maybe slowly coming like, into the fold eventually roll it over to make the transition away but from the, Zavala smoother. The, the promo art had Sloan with, with like a taken arm, like from uh, here a down. strong hand. Yeah. Take like, a strong hand. Yeah. Um, so it would be weird the, like to have someone in that position who is, I don't know, maybe partially possessed by the Taken. Or, I, don't, I don't know what's happening there. We'll find out in a week. I mean, when you think about it, the Awoken kind of already are. They're linked to. Well, theirs is different in that, like, as a race, they kind of exist in the midpoint between the light and the dark. It's not that they've been taken, which is very much what that looks like on Sloan. Mm. Um, uh, the, you get to see more of the arm in that trailer a little bit too, even though yeah, it's nine seconds. very small amount. Um, yeah. I wonder if we get something a little lengthier in the next few days. I think usually each season we'll have like a minute long kind of preamble, but then I that's usually like... what plays when you boot the game up when the season launches. Yeah. I feel if I'm remembering correctly, if I'm remembering correctly, words are hard. Um, usually we'll get a trailer around the time that servers go down for update. Yeah. Like usually within the 48 hours before reset, they drop a trailer. 48 hours. Yes. The reset, like the downtime is usually less, less than a day. But you know what I mean? Like it's usually, it's usually a, like within 40, 48 hours of the actual reset. Yeah. Maybe we do. And Maybe I think, we don't. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe it this might is just it. be like surprise. Yeah. Um, anything stand out to you in the nine second teaser? Not really. Not really. Um, other than the deputy commander comment. Um, my only comment was don't like the big stinky doing the swimmy. I don't like the shots of that big (laughs) scary thing swimming past. Oh yeah. No, we are definitely going to be underwater. I saw there was an image either in a TWAB recently or one of the devs posted to Twitter or something, but it looked like a cave that was underwater. Yeah. (laughs) Under the sea. Yeah. Maybe I should go and play Subnautica before reset just to like acclimatize myself with the concept of being underwater and being okay. Oh my lord, imagine if I can't play this season because of my crippling phobia of the ocean. Yeah. I would find myself in tears regularly playing Bioshock. 
like actual panic. Yeah, but like in Bioshock, I don't I don't remember them ever like presenting you with the risk of you ending up in the ocean. It's just that it's right there outside the glass. Yeah, but I know I'm in the ocean. Yeah. And sometimes there's leaks. And mm. sometimes you have to walk through big glass tubes and you see things swimming around. Yes. Triggering. Yes. Um, so I, th- it'll be interesting to see how emotionally I react to Season <laughs> of the Deep. We're, we're just like, for, for, th- for the next, like, what, uh, three months when the season's running, it's just a solo podcast. It's just me sitting here going like... Water's wet. Uh, spooky shit's happening. <laughs> the other screen is just me in the fetal position in the back corner of my room. The Yamcha <laughs> death pose in a hole somewhere. <laughs> hey, Mackie, what did you think of this week's mission? It's just me screaming. Just subtitle, constant screaming. It's an ominous hum and me just disassociating. <laughs> just mildly vibrating for the entire length of the episode. My life becomes an Ari Aster movie because of this fucking season. <laughs> Just that hereditary wee 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 wee. Oh no, I haven't watched that movie in a while, but that that did something to the like the hair on the back of my neck. <laughs> oh, just thinking about that. Every, oh. everyone's out here on TikTok and social media making videos about them romanticizing their lives in a Wes Anderson fashion. <laughs> Miss Ari Aster. You better not True. be making a Wes Anderson film about going in to see the the horrors of the deep. <laughs> Triggered by my favorite game going in the ocean. Then then you should just like I don't know, tweet a video of you throwing a box copy of Destiny into the ocean, be like, fine, you have it. <laughs> I want this. Or um have you seen that TikTok video of that guy? Uh, with it, at the risk of sounding racist, an Indian man, and he's got a filter on of him under the ocean, and all he says is, "Help! I am under the water." <laughs> no, I've not seen this. I'll send it to you. Okay, yeah, please do <laughs> that. Uh, but yeah, oh man, I'm so excited to see where they take this because, like, we're we're going, we've got Sloan back, mm-hmm. and we're Titan, going back maybe? to Titan. Are, are we? Yeah, maybe. Because a lot, a lot of the then, promo art is like, like this nine second teaser was like, maybe we're flying into Titan. Maybe that's a location we're loading into. Or maybe it's like, that's where the like battleground playlist is taking place. Yeah. But then we're also dealing with a whole new environment and scape, which is interesting mm, too, mm. what they do with that. Yeah, I'm trying to think in terms of like... Do we have to put the big boots on so we don't float? No, put on the real heavy boots so we fucking stay down there. That's what I mean, the big boots. No, the concrete cement shoes. Um, oh, Yeah, I'm, try- I'm trying to think like in the last in the last year of Destiny content, so Witch, Witch Queen and the seasons that followed that, were any of those... Did any of those seasons actually introduce a new location that we would load into i don't think so right not really other than like neomuna but like i mean no, like that, just that's the, like a full expansion level. yeah it's just the general actual like scope of the new environment that we're loading into yeah because it's I, like oh new planet oh new planet but it's modern oh this one's mars 
this one is a throne world. Mm. It's just different and interesting to be like, oh, underwater. Yeah, I just think typically their seasons don't get the level of investment required in terms of development, like to actually introduce a, a new patrol zone that we would load into. I think it's more likely that. The missions and the seasonal con- the seasonal like it's going to be activity the watery. We'll be loading into Titan and doing stuff there, but not like loading in and just doing patrols and shit because that yeah is usually a we'll lot see. more work. Mm. We'll see. Mm. We'll see in less than a week. Um, yes, we'll see. Spelled S E A. Good, good, good joke. Um, there's plenty <laughs> of changes coming yes um the small the the smallest one and i only mentioned this to brag a little bit i finally hit pinnacle cap and that means next season because they're not changing the power cap you're good to go i don't have to do homework i can just get in there and do the things i want to do and that's amazing that's actually a huge relief um (laughs) like i was like sitting on needing one more pinnacle drop for about three or four weeks. And that I hate that part of the season because there's no way to fix that problem. You are at the mercy of a random drop and it's a random drop after having invested about an hour's worth of effort. And then you're just like, well, guess I'll go do another one and hope that that works. Uh, It's yeah, that is probably my least favorite part of the power grind. I don't mind having to like push another 10 up or 50 when a new expansion comes out. But the idea that there's no way to like streamline that last part kills me. It's, it's always the worst too, when you've got like four pinnacles to pop and you've got one slot that you need and and you don't get it. It's like, Oh wow. I guess I'll go fuck myself then. Bye. Fuck you, Raul. Yeah. I'd I'd love, I'd love to see some, some form of uh, bad luck protection around that. The same way they do with like raid exotic drop rates and things like that. Of like, Hey, you've now dropped like eight pinnacles and you haven't hit the last thing you need. We're just going to give it to you. Um, so it's the thing I think about, I remember reading a blog post um, from the Diablo 3 development team where they they said something to the effect of like, when the game drops you a legendary item, it like, it like notifies you in a few different ways. And it's like this kind of exciting moment that that they want players to experience. So they said like, at a minimum, you will drop one of these per hour of gameplay. And then if you're doing like high, more like higher level difficulty stuff, you have a greater chance to drop them. Mm, um, I like that. Yeah, and so that they they were thinking about like, you know, once you get at max level in Diablo, it's like you want to be dropping more legendaries, get better stats, and you know, fine tune that build. Um, and that's kind of the closest thing I can think of for Pinnacles is like you're at end game in terms of leveling. You are just trying to like round out your entire setup. Um, it'll be nice to see that get solved in some way, whether that's like, yeah, bad luck protection on pinnacle drops or as a lot of people would, would speculate about them removing power level entirely from the game. Um, yeah, I guess the power level stuff is going to remove the need for RNG on pinnacle drops anyway, so... Well, yeah, like, as as a thought experiment, if you took 
a numbered power level, like character power level out of the game. You wouldn't need to like do any of this grinding except for things like leveling up your artifact to get access to the mods, season pass stuff, you know, the stuff where you are getting rewards other than being able to play the game content. Because that's, that's what we're doing at the moment is we're just gating content off you getting a number to a certain point. Whereas if you look at the way campaign and strikes have selectable difficulty levels, you don't need to put a number on that, really. It's just the fact mm-hmm. that we had a number system before and we're trying to match them up to like, oh, master means this, legend means this, grandmaster means this. But if the numbers weren't there, it would be the same. It would feel the same. Yeah. So maybe that's where we're heading. A lot of people try to tell me that it's definitely happening. I'm like, you have no way of knowing. I I am starting to see threads that could lead to that happening. But it could also just be them going, oh, we're going to give you a break from the pinnacle grind for this season as a way of testing some theories. But it's not a guarantee of anything. Yeah. It's like, look, I, I can see where you get that from mm. and where you're picking that up from. Yeah. But like whole chesting it off that information is kind of like you don't need a yeah. whole chest at homie. And this, a, lot, a lot of it this too is change like, is not your personality. You don't need to commit. Like A lot of that stuff tends to come from like, oh, I, I read this leak. And it's like, why would you trust that? That is yeah. unreliable information. Do not go and like forward that information because then it just spreads and a bunch of people start believing it. And then when it doesn't happen and blame Bundu. Yeah. When it doesn't happen because it was never going to happen, someone just made it up and spread a rumor essentially. Um, Then the devs go silent and they cut off lines of communication because you're being shitty to them. Just let them experiment if they're gonna or not. Uh, you don't work on the game, so shut up. You're not being paid. <laughs> if you, chill. Yeah, if you're that invested with where you think Bungie should take the direction of Destiny, the video game, go and fucking work there. <laughs> <laughs> Write a proposal. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it's... Uh, this, is, this is a whole different rant I could kick off on, but I choose not to because that is not what we do here on this show. We try not to. Sometimes we, we allude to little shithead behaviors, but uh, maybe that's a, I don't know, Erico Blueberry After Dark is me just going off on people who know nothing about software development but think Erico they do. Erico Blueberry. Erico Blueberry mask off. Erico Badberry. Um, but yes, also coming next season, there's a whole bunch of like weapon, ability, exotic updates, those have all been explained in great detail in previous posts on Bungie's like news section or TWABs. Um, we're not going to go through those because I think we've gone through the interesting stuff to us in previous episodes and also it's kind of boring to the just like thing, <laughs> dig into the numbers the on un- that stuff. The only thing to add is there's videos about those new strand aspects and how they yes. work now too, which is interesting. They do look very cool. Um, we saw the Wanderer. The Wanderer. Uh, the Titan one does look fun because it's similar to the... So when Solar 3.0 happened, they introduced a new uh, melee option, which is like the like throw the flame up 
and you jump up in the air and then you kind of like come crashing down uh, with two hammers. It's kind of like that, but with Strand. But while you're in the air, you can do like repeated waves of this energy to suspend shit. And it looks very good. It looks very fun. I think I might make a Strand build next season. Um, there's There's some goofy stuff to be played with, I feel like. Yeah, just... I'm going to be even more unhinged with my warlock. Also, next season looks like it's going to be the season of fucking Ark Titans again. Um, I, like, the this week's Twab had the listing of, like, all the seasonal mods. There's a whole bunch of shit around Ark in there. Plus, they are boosting things like uh, the Eternal Warrior, which, as shitty as it looks, I think I'm going to make a build around that. Mm, okay. <laughs> Just become a stone man. Stare at that fucking face anytime we hang out. Amazing. It like in terms of the ornaments, it's basically the default like blue stone look, or this weird like almost like it's made out of jade. Um, the I don't know about the 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 ornament, the jade ornament looking thing, but the the default like blue stone version. When you apply a shader to it. Only about half of the parts of that helmet actually take a shader. The rest of it stays that same color. <laughs> it sucks. Great. So that that might be the first time I actually intentionally create a look that looks like shit. <laughs> Just to be like, I'm using this Just because it's functional, not because it looks good. harass me. Visually harass me. That's it. I'm going to test out everybody's... Uh, this is going to be my like uh, do you think you're colorblind come and tell me what color my build is <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's not, maybe that's on my brain because I did an eye test this week um, but yes it's uh, it's going to be interesting this uh, not not I don't, I don't know the, the, the seasonal mods I find myself at least this season not using many of them um, cause usually most of what I use them for is things like champ mods, but nowadays what I'm doing is running lingering dread, which stasis grenade launcher. It's got disorienting grenades and chill clip. Uh, so stasis. Um, so what that means is I can stun overloads with it, with a direct hit. I can stun unstoppable champs by hitting it twice with it. So Body hit, reload, body hit, freezes it, and the shatter, when you hit it out of the freeze, stuns an unstoppable. And the way that I'm getting around anti-barrier is landing a solar throwing, like the throwing hammer, the charged melee, because um, I'm using the solar uh, fragment Ember of Torches, which basically says if you land a powered melee hit, you become radiant, and that causes all your weapons to do anti-barrier damage unless they already have some anti-barrier property. So what I'm doing is just using that grenade launcher to stun basically everything. And then if there is an anti-barrier champ, I will throw a hammer at it, which usually does enough damage to push it into popping its bubble out. Then I shoot it with a grenade launcher or xenophage, and then I hit it again until it's dead. So I'm not actually interacting with any of the seasonal champ mods at this point in time. Um, that's the fiery version of my uh, wall, my void build, which I was using in Gambit the other night, mm -hmm. and the Nightfalls, where it's like, oops, everything is volatile, 
oops, my gnawing hunger, also volatile. Oops, I'm popping things. Yeah, so I, oh no, those things are popping other things. I think. Oops, my grenade of, is back already. Part of that might be coming from one of the seasonal mods because there's one that when you pick up an orb of power, your void weapons gain volatile rounds. Uh, I don't know if I've the, got any. There's also a ton of stuff in void builds that, that just work that way. <laughs> so it could not be. Um. But yeah, like I looked at that list of seasonal mods for next season and there wasn't anything that jumped out at me as, oh, this is going to do a ton of damage, like your breach and clears or your that season of the fusion rifle where everything was stupid. Um, I didn't see anything that kind of jumped out like that. All I saw was a ton of arc options. Um, so I think I'm going to do some scuffed shit there. Um, speaking of champ mods, uh, I am basically... I'm, I'm using any platform I have to talk about the way that this works. When you become Radiant, uh, one of the, the weapon archetypes that can gain anti-barrier properties as a result of being Radiant is a rocket launcher. Uh, one of my favorite things to do now is to do that with Galahorn uh, on an anti-barrier champ, because what will happen, I say anti-barrier champ, a barrier champion, um, if you shoot Galahorn at the barrier champion while you're Radiant, the initial hit will do enough damage to make it put its shield out. And by the time that happens, the wolf pack rounds are closing in and hitting it, doing the anti-barrier stun, and then you just run in and punch it, and it's dead. So it's basically just a one-hit kill on barrier champs, and it's very silly. The idea that Galahorn is anti-barrier should never happen. Yeah. But Radiant is just so good with Ember of Torches. I think it's it. Yeah. No, actually, sorry. Ember of Torches is the way that you get Radiant through Powered Melee, but you can get Radiant a number of different ways. If you're a hunter, you just dodge. There's a dodge that'll let you do that. It's yeah, so good. <laughs> it's, yeah, when you told me that and then I saw it in motion running stuff with you, I was like, that's nuts. <laughs> yeah, but also if someone in your kind team... Kind of unhinged. If, some, if someone in your team is running Gellarhorn, you could be running... A non-exotic rocket launcher and get the same effect it's just that there's enough time between the initial hit and the wolf pack rounds hitting for the bubble to come up and then get hit um and there's the 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 other thing about ember of torches the way that i'm doing it with my titan is that when i become radiant allies near me get radiant so if i'm doing that and running galahorn and others are running rocket launchers like we're all just able to do that at the same time and it's true yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i only just yeah yeah the dots only just connected yeah, yeah, yeah. in my head I, then I, I explained this to someone <laughs> in person the other day um and their eyes lit up because they're like i never would have thought of that and i was just like yeah i was just goofing around honestly i was like what was i doing i think i was running partition and they had like yeah. overload and, and barrier champs. And I was just like, I want to speed this up. I want the boss fight to go quickly. I'm going to use Galahorn. And then I just started going, oh, yeah, it has anti-barrier. I wonder. And then, oh, yeah, this, this fully works. It's so sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Now, yeah. You know, I don't you know, play you know, with solar enough to. You know what I I've just, just got my firework build. And you know that's what it. I literally just thought of. Oh no. Anarchy. Oh no. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I, don't, I don't I don't know. I don't know what that would look like. But we can go test it. 
just trap a barrier champ in a triangle like we're doing a seance or something summoning ritual <laughs> there's three barrier champs or something in the nightfall this week so yeah yeah okay I'm going to file that away in the back of my brain until later. <laughs> I'm definitely going to try that. That's cool. Just slide, just slide into your DMs without context and just in all caps right now type anarchy. Oh, that could mean anything. Exactly. So uh, you'll go back in an hour and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, there was a, a post this week about some upcoming uh exotic weapon changes coming next season so we had the exotic armor changes last week this week it's weapon changes the only one that i can kind of remember is with regards to graviton lance um basically what they're doing is evening out how much damage each of the two rounds in that burst do because currently it's like a pretty weak first shot and all the power is in that second one in the two round burst but they're kind of closing that gap by bringing the first one up first one up second one down in terms of damage numbers um i confuse myself with my gestures uh so so it means that like if you land the first shot but miss the second there's less of a downside okay yeah i was looking to see if i could find it but no it's exotic armor not exotic weapons i thought this week's twab would loop back to it like Mm. the others but it doesn't look like it Mm. but yeah but yeah that makes sense yeah There's, there's a few few things and they're nothing really too crazy except maybe eyes of tomorrow which basically basically gives it sub- subsistence um so the way that's shaking now is like if you shoot eyes of tomorrow and i think kill four or more enemies it refunds around something like that yeah, yeah. which is just silly just silly yeah, with the way that those projectiles work. Yeah. The only place I've actually seen Eyes of Tomorrow in recent memory is people invading with it in Gambit, but that would make it more of a viable PvE option, I think. Yeah. Also, what happens if you use Eyes of... No, it's exotic. I was thinking Eyes of Tomorrow plus Wolfpack rounds, but it's non-exotic rocket launchers that get that. True, yeah. That would be too much. Um, That'd be pretty scuffed, yeah. <laughs> Just where do we stop spawning these things? Um, 16 fucking seeker bullets. Yeah. The only other thing that I kind of took note of out of that entire thing was right at the end. Uh, I'm going to just read this quote. Uh, In the more distant future, uh, we're working on an update to Sparrows that will allow players to use their favorites instead of always on time without touching always on time itself. Uh, So I've got a few thoughts about what that could be. Either they are buffing every other Sparrow to work like always on time or some form of like Sparrow transmog. I feel like the first one is more likely because just boosting all the stats is probably better or easier to to achieve than building a transmog system for Sparrows. Or base sparrow and then all the other sparrows are ornaments. Yeah, something like that, right? But I feel like the easiest thing, not knowing anything about how Destiny is built, but I feel like the easiest thing for them to achieve would probably be just to bring up the stats, right? Because the thing about always on time is just like its base speed is higher 
Yeah. So you could just apply that to everything. Then the difference becomes because then it's like, well, why would you bother trying to get always on time, right? Because it's expensive. If because you have to get through spoils of conquest, the difference then becomes, well, the the only remaining difference is that always on time has more boost charges before, like in its in its tank essentially. Mm. I think every other sparrow is like three, whereas always on time is six. It's something like that. Um. Which is handy if you're like me and you actually utilize the side boosting to like dodge shit as you're going. Because um, I will basically always be boosting on always on time. And then if something is ahead of me, rather than like try to make a turn or slow down, I'll just side boost and kind of just keep going straight. Um, and, th- and that to me feels like there's still a reason to try to get always on time. Whereas if you just yeah. make everything function the same way as always on time does why would you bother? Maybe that's it. Like it's all the same speed, but then future exotic sparrows are all going to have their own little perk on top of that. I mean, or their own little difference to make them worth yeah. I, thinking I, about before I, you jump into something. The only exotic sparrow I can remember being like having some other function is like the dawning one. Cause it spits shit out the back that is valuable. Like, they haven't done anything with exotic sparrows other than make them look really interesting. Yeah. Maybe that's another thing. Yeah. But the fact that they specifically say we're not touching always on time is kind of what leads me to think. They're bringing everything up to Yeah, they're just kind of raising that floor so that people can use it without, use a non-always-on-time sparrow without accepting a speed penalty. Oh, you mean I can use my ring ting tingle dong bing bong bingle boong boo sparrow oh my God. all year round? Go, no, we can go back to the micro mini. Smaller tip box on a sparrow. Let's go. <laughs> oh, that thing. Mm. Titans on that thing is it's my favorite. especially it's my hilarious. Favorite. It's my favorite. Or the spider. We use that year round. Oh, the crab. Yeah. Well, my third favorite is the rat one. I love me a good yes. rat sparrow. And that's the thing, like the amount of times where I'm like, I've made, like I've done a, a, a transmog, I've done some shaders, and then I'm like, always on time kind of doesn't always fit with the look I'm going for, which is so far down the list of priorities, but it'd be nice to kind of tie those together. Yeah. Just like... I want to be on a micro mini as a Titan at all times. <laughs> My big giant boy, shoulder pads. Big boy, little bike, big boy. Is there something amusing to you about my automobile? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want to be that guy. Always. Bodybuilder on a trike, let's go. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so that is actually like... It's unreasonably exciting to me. It's very <laughs> interesting, yeah. But the fact that this is in a more in the in the more distant future, like how far are we talking? Please don't let it be the next expansion. Please let it be like a season after this one. Mm, yeah. It's it's hard to know. Can we have? It's We've been so know. good. Can we have, please? Yes. Um, Papa, I've behaved so well. Yeah. Uh, there was another kind of interesting bit in the TWAB this week talking about their uh, update processes. Um, so 
there's been a bit of talk about you know the amount of downtime Destiny's had recently that has been unscheduled or unexpected. Um, they kind of went into why some of that is, which basically boils down to in the kind of in a there's like a, a window of a few days before the weekly reset where they will put the changes out for a patch or an update in kind of a sort of test mode. It's like it's on the servers, but it's not live as a way to like kind of preload it so that they don't have to do as much downtime when weekly reset happens. Um, and that's kind of, from what they're saying, been the cause of a bunch of unexpected issues because they're doing a bunch of updates in the background on their tools and systems and it's meant that stuff gets out of, out of sync or, or whatever the case may be. Um, so instead they're moving next season to kind of a window of planned downtime so that they can do all of that activity at once and it becomes a even though it might be a more extended period of downtime per reset it means that it's more reliable and predictable and less likely to cause outages for hours on end um which is you know good it might not be where they want to be long term but it's at least a way for them to like so, like try to assess that problem without the game being offline for days. Mm. So that that's that's interesting to see them like be quite open about that and talk about like what they're doing. Yeah, well, they've always been super transparent. Like, oops. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it like it's all well and good to be trans- transparent, but when it's happening nearly every week, you kind of have to do something, you know. It's been I, it's been a lot of the talk that I see online is like this game's super broken. It's like, well, no, actually, what's happening is they're updating a lot of their libraries and code, kind of stuff that they're using in the background, and you will never see that. Damn um, but so of course they're aware of I, it and they're trying to deal with it. I only have Twitter notifications on for Destiny Two and Bungie Help. Uh huh. And I think. Today I had like 16, oh, in the last 24 hours I've had like 16 notifications and a lot of them were from Bungie Help. Right. A lot of like, hey, we've identified that this is happening a lot for some players. Hey, here's how to fix it. Yeah. Hey, we're going down for at least 30 minutes, uh, you know. And I was just like, ah, geez. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately that happens a lot during the like American peak. So... A lot of that stuff conveniently for us happens during work hours, yeah. but like it's peak game time for the Americans and I yeah. can see I think, I think it why was, the American Twitter base is getting a bit vocal about it. Yeah, I think it was last week. Um, I was like having breakfast, looking at Twitter and seeing Bungie tweeting, basically the game is going to be offline for the next few hours while we figure this shit out. And I was like, cool, by the time I'm done with work, it'll be fine. And it was. Um, but of course the majority of their player base is in the U S in that time zone while they're dealing, dealing with it. And so like, yeah, that is frustrating. That is disappointing, but this is them saying, Hey, we're aware of the pain you're feeling. Here is some of the cause for that. Um, here's what we're doing about it. You can take it or leave it. You know, you can choose to leave and stop playing the game because you're too fed up. Fair enough. Go off King. Or you can just accept that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about and like see what happens next season as they try this different way of rolling this stuff out. 
Um, they're also changing some of the language that they use when they talk about like patches versus updates and hot fixes and just trying to like get consistency on the terms that they use so that when they're tweeting about stuff, people kind of know what to expect. Mm. Um, and that's all explained in the Twab. I, I didn't copy that stuff down because it, like, it's interesting to me because I work in software development and like getting terms like that correct is really important. But it how is, you explain it? it to people who don't know how software is built is a very difficult problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, go and read the TWAB because that is them attempting to do that. Uh, if you have questions, get in the comments and I'll do my best to try and explain it to you in layman's terms. Um, that is part of my job as well. <laughs> I think at this point we both work in software yeah. systems and IT basically. Yeah. yeah, and the hardest parts of my job are always conversations with people who don't know the ins and outs of the technical aspects of what I and people like me do. Jargon. Yeah, but it's also like they need to know the effects of it. They need to know the symptoms, the outcomes, whatever it is, but they don't need to know necessarily like what I'm doing to fix a problem because it doesn't matter, right? They just need to know that it's fixed and they can go tell someone that it's fixed. And that's kind of what they're doing with this TWAB is like, here's what's going on. There's some detail in there that is a bit more technical that if you know what those terms mean, you can kind of go, oh yeah, I get it. Um, but yeah, shout out to Bungie for continuing to be transparent, even though everybody wants to be a shithead about them and tell them what to do. Yeah. It's always appreciated Sick. in this house. <laughs> yes. Transparency is important in this house. We love honesty here at Erico Blueberry, which fairly certain from memory when I when I was naming this show and I looked it up, Erico Blueberry is just like generic networking error number 10. Like they have a whole stack of their error codes that are just, I don't know, networking issues. Um, some of them are specific things, but I don't think Blueberry is one of those. It's just like, oh, network's weird. <laughs> Internet pipes weren't connected. Something like that. Erico Blueberry, a.k.a. skills, skills yeah. issue. <laughs> Yo, Sounds like a skills yo, issue. Your Wi-Fi's got a skill issue, homie. <laughs> Wi-Fi's got Joy-Con drift. No. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, a very niche inside reference. No, everyone knows what Joy-Con drift is. <laughs> Nintendo basically got sued over it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's still happening. Yeah. Um, what else is going on this week? Uh... Enemy elemental shields are changing slightly, uh, more so just an accessibility thing. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen that kind of, I've seen some back and forth about that on Twitter of like some people saying that like actually the changes aren't that accessible or like have you consulted with this group of people that have like various visual impairments or whatever. So there might be some, I don't know, I don't want to say controversy, but just like pushback on some of that stuff. Yeah, so there's videos of it, just to explain it. But it's the, basically going from the like the, the cylindrical shield. The cylinder with the grill, which has a definable edge and a definable shape to it, mm. to almost like a cloud, a miasma, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> just a ominous cloud. And I do understand how for people who experience different types of blindness, that could very much be blur into the background for them yeah i i agree like and this is this is coming from someone who yes is 
fairly blind. Um, but I don't have specific types of blindness. But just trying to think about it and listen to what they're saying and empathize with them and then kind of relay it back to my my level of blindness. I'm like, I can see how for a lot of people who are vision impaired, yeah, that could be mm. could be an issue. Yeah, because is it is is next season? Are they bringing bringing in some of those like color blindness and accessibility settings? That yes. Talked about? So, so next season's getting access. Maybe. I think it's more just it's no longer a definable edge or yeah. a definable structure. It's a cloud. And even in the still at the the thumbnail of the preview, they've got a minotaur with it around them and then behind them is rubble. And it, the edges of that, even with my level of like mm. short side, like I'm blind, but I'm not like, Vision impaired, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, even for me, the edges on that are pretty yeah, undiscernible also, further down. They also spoke about, like, the way those shields are represented, like, presenting some technical challenges. And part of this is also them trying to, like, basically make that a system that's easier to work with so that they yeah. can make more improvements in the future. Cause they do talk about internal changes a lot in the yeah, TWAB. Because like one of the, the the like new shield image, it's kind of like an oval around an enemy. And like that kind of yeah. looks like the effect that's applied to a guardian when they're, when they have that arc, uh, what is it? When you're uh, not boosted, but like when you've, it's like amped, when you're amped, right? When you're amplified. Yeah. Like it's, it is kind of like there is a, sort of that oval kind of shield around your hitbox, um, around your character model rather. And it looks kind of like that. But yeah, like if you don't have that clear definition of an edge of the shield and the color compared to what's behind it, um, there's definitely going to be issues there. But I wonder too if like some combination of the new accessibility and colorblind settings that are coming in plus this is workable. I haven't seen much. Like I didn't go looking for kind of responses from Bungie about this stuff or anything, but yeah. I also I, want, mean, even I also then, wonder if like even if it does come in a little rough for some people if the changes that they're making with this new shield system means that they can more easily adapt it to those use cases. Yeah, I feel like part of it as well is like Bungie are entitled to a little bit of benefit of the doubt because they have in the past done something and went, well, that didn't fucking work. We're sorry. Yeah. Fixed it. Like yeah. we've reverted it for now until we figure out something more accessible. Yeah. Like they're not afraid to be like, hey, so we are trying our best to be accessible. Accessibility in video games is still a very new concept. Mm-hmm. We're trying our best. We're listening to your feedback. We understand that we made a change that fucked it up for a lot of people. We've reverted it and we're going to continue to talk to the community and try better to yep. fix this issue and make it more accessible without eliminating an entire play part of the play base. Yeah, and I think too, like that's part of the point of showing the stuff now is that yeah. here's a video of what it will look like. They get that people feedback. People can voice their concerns. Yeah, they get that feedback now. And like, yes, there's only a week until those changes will come to effect, but they can start to earlier. Maybe it's not as early as, as they possibly could have done this, but earlier than just releasing it and seeing what happens, they can start to like 
build those changes in so that we're talking maybe it's a couple of weeks into the season they're like cool here's a shield update that is more friendly to various forms of visual impairment right yeah and again like if you look at the history of destiny's development initially we're talking like the first i don't know few years of destiny 2 um and even going back to Destiny 1, this was a huge problem, but like their build tools and their pipelines for like building versions of the game and deploying it and whatever were so fucking terrible as a developer experience that everything took way longer than it needed to. And this is this is kind of what they do is they when it when it gets bad enough, they will invest time in making the tools better or the actual foundation of parts of the way the game works better so that they can more quickly adapt when they realize that they need to. And this, this I think, is one of those times because they talk about the way that they represent shields and the way that they represent specifically immunity shields, you know, the, like, classic white bubble with the, where immune pops up. Like, that one is apparently very hard for them to deal with, so they're not touching it right now. Um, and that, that, to me, again, with that software engineering background, speaks to the underlying code and systems that they've built are not good enough and need work. And that is kind of what they're doing here. So it might not come in fully formed. Um, they might be solving for the 80% of the bell curve and the remaining 20%, unfortunately, don't get rolled in with it in the first version. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. When the season drops, we'll see how it actually lands for those people, we'll see that that feedback that they get, because, um, I mean, it's been fairly public feedback even in the last few days that I've seen. So chances are, <laughs> we'll continue to see that. Yeah, yeah, they are listening. Yeah, more than most companies, to be honest, yeah. they are listening, which is good. Um, what yeah. else? Um, stuff about stabilizing. Which is interesting. Yeah, as I was talking about with, with the with the kind of the release process and updates mm. and downtime windows and things like that. Uh, Guardian Games update. Titans um, are winning. Titans are first place. Hunters and are second. I don't. I don't think. Any, I, I think. I, th I think Titans have it in the bag at this point. Because um, I looked at the the wall next to where you dump the medals and like. 10 out of the 20 are titans and the other the other days have been split between hunters and warlocks so i, I, I literally don't think it's possible um yeah you guys have got it this year not that not that i actually give a shit <laughs> but, which is fun but it's it's the classic like i think the first guardian games titans blew it out of the water and then the next time around it was warlocks i think because they were just like yeah fuck that uh or maybe it was hunters and then warlocks were like Ha, 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 we're in the background just doing shit. Um, I don't know. There, there, there's there's some there's some comedy <laughs> to all of that. <laughs> I was talking with someone about it today because uh, he's a hunter and it's his first Guardian Games ever. And I kind of had to try and explain the history of Guardian <laughs> Games to him because he's like, I could see like the rankings in the past and who won each uh -huh. week. And I was like, what you'll notice is the first time titans won the second time warlocks blew everyone out of the water and then from there it just looks like the warlocks were like eh, fucking 
Yeah. Who cares? That's what it is. Like, they, they went hard just to show that they could, and then they're like, no, nah, we don't need this. Just, what are the warlocks doing? And we're just like, yeah, spooky shit. Yeah. Continue just to like, do so. Yeah. It's just really funny to just see the warlocks just half ass it and be like, yeah, you two have fun. No, it's, it's, like the, it's like the kid who, like, sprints off the start at the cross country and then gets gassed. But what they say is like, yeah, I could, I could have beat you all. Look at how fast I ran. Warlocks are, the, warlocks are the kids who turned up to the cross-country day just so they didn't have to do classes. <laughs> That's us. Very good. <laughs> We're just there for the day of school. Yeah. Mood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the flip side of that is the um, competition IRL to raise money. This is what the Guardian Games Cup, I think it's called, right? Yeah. It's a bunch of streamers and things like that. Yeah. I have not so, been paying attention to any of that shit. I have. Okay. I love it. Okay. I have their streams running in the background. Like if someone pops up who I know is competing, I'll I'll open their stream okay. up while I'm doing okay. stuff, try and passively watch. Um, throw them up on the iPad while I'm cooking, mm-hmm. hanging out with the dog. Uh, at the moment, first place is in all capitals, developers, developers, developers. And they have raised $43,987. That's uh, a great amount of money, even better team name. Yeah. That is... Second place. Well, that's a deep cut. Second place, Lost City Guardians, uh, 7,335. Third place, Meta Galactic, not Mega Galactic, Meta Galactic Boomers. Ooh, okay. 5,864. And then fourth place is Clan Archive oh. uh, with 5,271. Uh, top four teams for points scored. A team called just Popcorn right. with 71,000 right. points. Second place is names, Ursa Day. Some of these names need work, gang. Yeah. Uh, Ursa Day, Ursi Day, uh, 47,000. Like, fucking Eshe language. What are we doing? Uh, let me find out. <laughs> Are you about to be accidentally racist? Oh, it's the Latin word for bear. Oh, it's bears. Okay. Uh, 47,000. Third place, Travelers Chosen, 26,000. And then fourth place is just a bunch of people called Prayer, like Prayer, mm. uh, 26,000. Travelers Chosen, that's just, that's just the name of a gun. That's just the warlocks. No, that's literally an exotic sign. That's yeah, a I gun. <laughs> I want to go um, in those bad juju. What? <laughs> <laughs> Only I can make that joke. Uh, <laughs> Fuck. Um. Uh, continuing on the charity and awareness mm-hmm. trend. Uh, Asians at Bungie. Yeah. May is Asian American and Native Hawaiian slash Pacific Islander Heritage Month. That's a hell of an acronym. Uh, people will probably see it on Twitter as A-A-H-N-P-I-C. Yep. Um, yeah, so pretty big. Uh, and they're using it this year to introduce Asians at Bungie. Um, so... It's in response for so basically the May becoming that 
History and Awareness Month is in general response to, during the pandemic, the heightened rates of discrimination and violence against Asians. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, racists can't tell the difference, so it didn't matter what kind of Asian you were. Mm. Uh, so a lot of Native Hawaiians and Pacific Islanders also found themselves the victims of uh, violence and yeah. discrimination. Yeah, just a lot of shitty people trying to look for someone to blame for a global yeah. pandemic. Also, in general, Native Hawaiians and Pacific Islanders face a lot of discrimination uh, and violence just due to stereotypes. Mm. Uh, thanks, America. Sick. Anyway, uh, so the goal is to uplift their uh, AA NHPI employees. Um, through their diversity committees, which involves a really beautiful pin, which I'm very it much. It looks like it's got some 3D effects happening on it. Considering it's got clouds getting. on the side, it's very cool. It's so cool. It plays. It lends really heavily into a lot of um, Asian art style and design. Mm. But then in the back of it, it feels very much. Um, they do lean into Pacifica and Hawaiian. Uh, tropicality as well, which is like it's like almost like a um, topographical map of the ocean. Yeah, and I mean, and it's that beautiful blue. It's so pretty. Like, as as someone who has bought a bunch of the bungee pens, uh, I can tell you they've been trying some different shit with them, um, like this one, which is the one for Spire of the Watcher. I don't know if it's going to sh- actually capture on the camera, but like around the edge here, it's like. It's almost like this glittery bronze material. I'm going to fucking try and do this hand trick. Um, but you can see like it kind of glitters around, kind the, of, around yeah. the edge there. But it's like it looks like uh, like this dark gold kind of colored material in there. Um, yeah, they've been doing some wild stuff in there. It's not just a big chunk of metal anymore. It's like they've got some different techniques they're, they're weaving into these yeah. things. Yeah. This is like a clear, most of these styles of pins are made with like an epoxy. Mm. So it looks like it's a clear epoxy over a layered um, metal Mm. base. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Just the shade of blue offset by the white and the yellow. It's so pretty. They've done so well. Um, If you purchase that, it comes with an an accompanying emblem. Yeah. Which is also very nice. Mm. It's blue and yeah. it's got the beautiful little flower yeah, they, and they the do, topography. They do, they do very well with, with those pairings. Very pretty. And um, the proceeds from the Stand With Asian pins will go towards the International Community of Health Services, which in the US is a not-for-profit based in Seattle, where Bungie is, um, which actually helps people of, from all backgrounds that need care. Um, it was formed in 1973 by young Asian American activists to disrupt the systemic racism and denied health to Asian immigrant communities. Um, if you know anything about the US post World War II, surprise, Mm. they didn't like Asians. Um, and even to this day, they say that it is still deeply rooted in Asian Pacific and Islander communities. Um, and continues to serve immigrant and refugee patients in over 70 different languages. Wow. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. Um, 
consider it if you can. Yeah, I'm gonna go look at that pen. I'm gonna it's look so at it a pretty. bunch, and then I'm gonna go. I want that pen, and then I'm gonna give them money, and that's the loop. Yeah. I wanted to make the queer pride pin my first pin because mm. it's very close to my heart. But then also, if you know anything about me, Asian and Pacific Islander and Hawaiians. History and, and, and everything, everything like that, that is, is also very, very, very stupid. Yeah. So, maybe I'll do that first. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can do what I did and go to the minus 18 store and buy some shit off them. Those I already have a. Um, Hobbit was international. No, but I mean, uh, what I was trying to say is it. Yes. Yeah. Was it today or it was Day sometime this yesterday. week? Yeah, Wednesday. Um, yeah, someone at work did a bit of a presentation on that today. Um, more just a general sort of talk about things in that kind of realm. And then someone in Slack was just like, let's start a donation thread to minus 18. And then like a bunch of people were like reacting to that to be like, yeah, I did it. And then I was like, hey, I bought some stuff off their store because I don't have enough shit to like kind of project that allyship outwardly. Um, but also they let you when you're checking out, just like put a donation in the cart as well, up to the value of your, your order or something like that. So um, did that. It's a little bit of feel good stuff. Yeah. Um, and then stuff like what Bungie does is just a good way for you to be a nerd, but then also say, hey, I'm also a safe nerd to be around. Yeah, yeah. And that, that was like, um, I, f- I forget when exactly it was, but pick generic time when being a trans person on the internet was difficult. Um, there was like- this, All the time. Yeah, but like I, there was a particular time that I'm referring to where like there was this concerted effort for everybody to put on the the like trans pride emblem in game as like a show of allyship to be like hey if we are just running vanguard strikes and we match make together you know i'm kind of a safe person like if you want to you know send a message in the in-game chat or, or whatever or just not and just know that i'm not gonna send you a shitty message <laughs> like sometimes that's uh more powerful than people realize I'm I'm starting to see the Bungie Pride badge here and there um, where I live, well, more the major like city the, where the I live. The big chunky pin? The big one yeah. on lapels, on jackets, or even it, backpacks, like or I even ha- on... It it's huge. On the band. Yeah, it's or like even on lanyards. It's huge, it's heavy. <laughs> like, I think in the last four or five months, I've seen five. Yeah. And one of them happened to be at a, a live show I was recently at. Oh, don't wear that to a live show. Leave that out. Um, you might lose it. <laughs> they had it on like the side of their bag, which I think they checked in or they weren't right, in the pit. Right, right. Got you. Um, but I just like, I pointed at it and then pointed at my 
bungee lanyard and I was just like, this is a safe person to be around. Yeah. And I feel I, I love those moments where you're like, I know what game that is, but then also I know you're safe within that community. Yeah. And I know I'm there are people in that community that are here for the homies, real ones. Yes. And that's what I love about these pins. Not only are they beautiful, but it's a really subtle way to say, hey, I know what that game is. Also, I know you're a safe person to be around mm. if I'm Asian or if I'm trans or if I'm black or if I'm queer. Like, yeah. love and, it. And by, by way of further anecdote for, for my other cis allies out there, um, there was one time I was in like a work meeting and like, not this drink bottle, but one like it. I had a sticker on it that was like the X-Men logo, but it was like a rainbow flag kind of version of that. And I was just talking to someone um, who was like openly, outwardly gay. And I just like took a drink and he, he saw that sticker on the video call and it's just like messaged me after. He's like, hey, that's actually super sick that you do that and just have that little symbol out there for people to people to notice that it, that it matters to. Um, so sometimes that's all it takes. You don't have to like do some giant gesture or like read a bunch of shit. If you want to be an ally, just do little things like that as a starting point. And then yeah. eventually you can, you know, learn more about the world and do better, do more. Yeah. I've got a, um, I think I sent it to you before I bought it, but I've got a shirt that looks like just your average band slash alternative shirt. And it says protect, protect trans kids. And like, I've worn that a few times and like going in and out of the city and being in a kind of conservative state, but you, you see other people, they look at your shirt and they give you like that. Like, I see you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I wear it at work too. And just. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh... I love initiatives to get a message out there. Yeah. And it's. Yeah, with stuff like that, I, I, I'm of the belief that it's always good to meet people where they are, right? Like an in-game emblem, that's pretty low friction to be like, hey, put this on. You can get it by buying a pin or with some of them, they've just given it out to the community with a code. And it's like, hey, just put this shit on. It takes you no effort and it does like an outsized, like a disproportionate amount of good is done by, by doing that little thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a good way for minorities to know that they have a bastion, especially yes. at the moment with everything going on in the world. It's, it's a nice way to let them know that, you know, I'm a safe harbor. Yes. Like, yeah. Cause, Cause like going into, go, going into a game like destiny as an anonymous person behind a, like a gamer tag or whatever, right? Like, there's still some risk to that um, and just being able to go like, okay, I'm this anonymous person. So are you, but you're showing me this little bit of information that like, you're not a shithead or you're not a shithead in this specific way. You might be a shithead in different ways. Yeah. Um, maybe in fun ways like us. Yes. Yeah. Terrorize We're here for friends. the homies. Yes. <laughs> we will terrorize them with, Good-natured, fun times. Mostly oh. cum jokes. Uh, but if they are genuinely shitty people, I will actually terrorize them. Yeah. Or just <laughs> excommunicado. 
Where are your new friends now? Oh, I thought I had a burp coming. Forget your shitty friend circle. Where are your friend circle now? I am your dad. So is Mackie. <laughs> yeah, all your dad. Woogie, woogie, woogie. <laughs> <Damn> it. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while since I've thought of that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh, um. That yeah. was about it for the TWAB. I think, I think so. I think that's about it for this week. Other than me screenshotting where they say, what did I do? I thought I was hilarious. Uh, this week at Bungie. And then the caption says, under the methane sea. And then I screen capped it and sent it to you and said, haha, fart ocean. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> we don't know what those Leviathan are doing under there. They might just be ripping ass. Big toots. Big toots. Big bubbles. Big that's what the that's what all the like the big waves are about. It's just a lot of bubbles, a lot of fart action. Take me to the surface. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get inside this bubble. Oh, it smells like shit in here. <laughs> big toots. <laughs> Deep sea tootin'. Uh, I don't it's like it. It's been a long week. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. It's been an emotionally charged week. Um, yes. And on that note, let's charge out of here and get back to cleaning up these titles we need to finish. Um, yeah, that's been another one of these. Uh, if you liked it, push the buttons, send us some words. There's a whole like interface below this video for doing so. You've used YouTube before. I assume it's not a new thing. If you're on audio only version uh that is less interactive um maybe just go and find the youtube video which is linked in in the audio notes uh leave a comment there and say wow you guys look like this unsubscribe um <laughs> back to audio for me dulcet the fuck is that thing in the blue background <laughs> dulcet only I want to listen but not see. Uh, that's your choice. That's why we why we produce it both ways. Because <laughs> we don't know what you like. But hopefully you like uh, the show. It reminds me of one of my favorite podcasts where their outro, which is like, he says something like, and if you fucking hate our faces, you can listen to us on Spotify. That is good. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't like what I'm doing with my hands most of the time, you don't have to see that. It doesn't affect the audio version of the show, except when I just forget which words I'm trying to say. Man, you listen to the audio, you're missing out on the squarest chin in the game, baby. It's hidden behind that microphone. No one's seeing exactly. that. <laughs> Mine is a fucking shotgun microphone that's out of the shot. So I've got all of this to play with. All of this visual space is my playground. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, cool. We'll be back next week with a new season. Season of the Deep. Mm. Season of the 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 wet ass guardian Usi. I can do better. Than that, <sighs> I feel like wag. Uh, it's I'm I'm getting nothing. Like the guardians my, are getting deep and wet next season. That's it. I'm getting deep inside this guardian Busi. Let's get out of here. Just rocking back and forth like I'm having a medical episode. Yes, Bye. please. <laughs> Time to go. I just learned the KFC mashies are back. See us. <laughs> 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 <laughs>